All right, I will say good morning, good morning. Shechianu, v'kimanu, v'giyanu l'azman azeh. What an incredibly exciting time. Temir Sashem, begin a new Mesechta. Mamish, new month, new Mesechta, new beginnings. Absolutely incredible. Well, safe. So again, we begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Shvat to thank Mrs. Bracha Strimber for dedicating the Shur and Mandrashos this month in memory of her husband, Avram Ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi Zichor and Bracha. To thank Ayal and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all the Shur and this month in the Schuss of Rafushlema for Shulamis Bas Susha. And I both say to thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, the Ehrenfeld Mishpacha, incarnation of the yard site of Yonah's and David's great-grandfather, Moshe Avram ben David, Zichron Libracha, and to thank David and Malki Kramer for dedicating the shir today, for dedicating the shir today, in honor of the entire Dafyomi shir, and in celebration of the completion of Meseches Nedarim and Emir Sashem, the beginning of Meseches Nazir. Incredible. We'll say with that, let us begin. Here we go. We'll say also if you want your Nedarim, your, sorry, your Nazir notebooks, they are here, right? Your Nazir notebook, I'm sure you know you could take a few. Thank you. Thank you. If you are your Nazir notebooks, Emir Sashem, get them, get them all supplies last. Like I say every Mesechta, I'll say it is so kidai to have the notebook. Because even if you, oh, you don't have to take this notebook, ha- have a notebook. I would say because again, even to record one thought, one idea, one halacha on every daf gives you something to retain. We know the speed at which we go, it's hard. It's just hard to remember day to day what it is that we're doing. You record a little something on each day, machshava, that's yours. That's yours throughout the Masechta. Good about say, let's go. Says the Mishnah, daf pays Ahmed Aleph. One second. Okay. Daf Beis Amadalev. Says the Mishnah. Sorry. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Kol kinuye nezirus kinezirus. So we'll say, again, what's ex- very exciting about, about this particular Mishnah is, well, so we're going to see the incredible amount of overlap. Oh, thank you. We're going to see the incredible amount of overlap between our Masechta of Nidarim and Nizirus. And in fact, again, what's very exciting about this is so many of the concepts that we've already learned in Nidarim are going to come out in Nizirus because, of course, a Nizirus is a Nedar, right? A Nedar Nizirus. So here we go. First Mishnah. Kalkinui Nizirus Kinezirus. Ah, it's like being back home. Right? So I'll say, remember again, Kinuyim from the beginning of Sechas Nadarim. So a Kinuyim, remember, is an equivalent term. An equivalent term. We're going to deal, just coming attractions. We're going to be dealing with both Kinuyim and Yados in this Mishnah. A Kinuyim, remember again, is an equivalent term. A Yad is a partial term. So here we go. So kill Kol Kinuyim Nizirus Kinezirus. Any Kinuyim in Nizirus is like a Nizirus, is like a formal declaration itself. Take a look at the top Rashi and Baruch Hashem. We want to wish a Baruch Haba to Rashi. Rashi is back in our lives now. Baruch Hashem, front and center, or whatever, front and right, right. So Rashi says over here, Kol Kinuye Nizirus Kinizirus. Rashi says, Kol Mekabel Alav Nizirus Baosaloshen Shebadulen Chachamim Harehu Nazir. Any person who accepts an Eder Nizirus upon himself in one of the approved terms used by Chazal, ultimate work. I will say, I will point out. Do you remember again, back in the Darim, there's a machlokis about kinui, right? What is a kinui? Is a kinui just some type of contrived lashon by Chazal, right? That Chazal made up a kinui, right? Or ultimately, again, is kinui lashon umos ha'olam. 
or is it, or is it ultimately again foreign language? So again, Rashi points out that Machlokis as well. The point over here, look at Rashi. Anyone who accepts upon himself a Nazarite vow, using one of the one of the equivalent terms that Chazal coined, Nazir. This person is Nazir. For example, Kimo im Amra Hareini Nazir Ziros. Naziach, Paziach, Nozik, Naziach, Paziach, Misha Maharini Nozik, Osha Maharini Naziach, O Paziach, Harehu Nozir. So we'll say, we're going to see, Mary, some examples of this. So remember again, anyone who uses any one of these, we'll call it approved equivalent terms. Now, we'll say, do these equivalent terms, were they coined by Chazal? Are they foreign language equivalents? So that's a machlo, because we already saw in the Darim. And Rashi quotes this over here. So back to the Mishnah. So kol kinui naziros kinaziros. That's fact number one in the Mishnah. Anytime. So again, we'll say, what's the typical way to become a nazir? Typical way to a nazir? Harini nazir. That's it. That's it. Two words change your life. Harini nazir. A kinui means I use an equivalent term, which we're going to see in just a little bit. So now we'll say the Mishnah switches gears and goes from kinui to yados. Homer, ehe. A person who says, I will be. Now, remember again, what's, what are yados? What's a yad? A yad is a partial declaration. Now, remember again, if you were making the full declaration, what would you say? What would you say? Hey, nazir. In this case, the guy is saying, I will be. Homer hare, hey, I will be. Hare ze nazir. Right? That becomes a nazir. Oh, hey, noer. Or I want to be handsome. Or I want to be beautiful. Nazir. Ultimately, such a person becomes a nazir. Now, we're going to have to qualify that a little bit because this certainly sounds like some pretty open-ended statements over here. And anyway, we'll clarify that, but these are examples of yados. These are examples of yados. If you look at Rashi, so Rashi says over here, Ha'omer ehei, afapi shalohotsi bisvasab nazir. So you say, the full declaration would be ehei nazir, right? I will be a nazir. Here, it's a yad, it's a partial declaration. So a person is just saying, ehei, I will be. So a person who makes that partial declaration, ultimately, again, he is a Nazir. Rashi says, Harez in Nazir, Tiyodos, Niziros, Kineziros. Because a partial declaration, ultimately, again, of Niziros is Niziros. Fine. Next, I will say, so now we go back to Kinuyim. So what are the Kinuyim? What are the proper Kinuyim? Naziach, Naziach, Paziach, Harez in Nazir. So I will say, so ultimately, again, these are examples of, these are Kinuyim, equivalent terms. A person says, I will be a Nozik, I will be a Naziach, I will be a Paziach. Ultimately, again, these are Kinuyim equivalent terms, and a person is a Nozir. Harini Kazeh, when I both say listen to this, let's say I say, I want to be like that guy, right? Or like this guy, right? Or, or Harini Misalso, or I will be Misalso, we'll define these terms. Or Harini Mechalkel, or I will be Mechalkel. Hare Alai Lishaleach Pera, I'm going to grow out my hair. So about saying all of these terms, hare ze nazir. All of these terms to go ahead and work to affect naziris as well. Hare alayt tziporim. What if I say, I hereby take upon myself birds, right? Birds. So about saying we're going to see part of the nazir's vow is to, well, I should say, part of his concluding karbanos are bird offerings. So about saying, what if I say, I hereby take upon myself to bring birds? What's the, what, what, what is that? Right? Meir Omer Meir says nazir. Emir says, you are a Nazir. You're not a Nazir. Good. So we'll say, see, here's what we've got in our Mishnah. Right? For our purposes for today, here's the takeaway. Number one, kinuim work. Equivalent terms work to affect Nazirus. 
What are examples of? So let's actually start at the top. How do you become a Nazir? How do you become a Nazir? Typically to become a Nazir, Hareini Nazir. Kinuyim also work. Nazik, Naziach, Paziach. You go out and you make any one of those terms. Ultimately, again, you become a Nazir. What, nazir. what else works? Yodos. Partial declarations. Hey, I will be. Hey, Noah, I'll be beautiful. That ultimately, again, creates Nazirus as well. Beautiful. We'll say we'll come back to the rest. Says the Gemara. Mehdi. So we'll say first, first, first order of business is what is this doing here? What is this doing here? So watch this. So Mehdi. Kind of a seder nashim kai. Now understand where are we? Where are we in shas? Where are we in shas? We're in seder nashim. We're in seder nashim. So why is meseches nazir here in seder nashim? So the first order of business is a placement issue. Why is this here in seder nedarim? Sorry, seder nashim. So the gemara says michti tana be seder nashim kai. My time atani nazir. Why is nazir here? Right, say, if you think about it, so Nazir has absolutely nothing to do with Nashim. So why is it here? So watch this. To which the Gemara says, Tana Akra Koi. So we'll say, the, the Tana himself is focused on the Pasik. What's the Pasik? Pasik says, if a husband will, right, if a wife will not find favor in her husband's eyes, why not? Because he has found some matter of immorality. In her. Now, both say, take a look, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Tanakra Kai. Now, watch this. So, Rashi says, Obedinhu, Tahavile Lemisne, Lebasar Sota. Now, both say, we're going to see the real placement of Nazir, the real placement of Nazir really comes after Sota. That's, we'll see that in just a moment. That's really where it belongs. Now, watch this. Ela Aidi de Tanak Suvas. So, both say, so remember again, let's work backwards a little bit. Let's work backwards. Where ultimately, again, where, where does, right, we start with Mesechus Ksuvis. And I will say Ksuvis obviously belongs in Seder Nashim. Why? Because Lamaisa, it's about marriage. It's about Ksuva. Right? Also, Ksuvis has everything in it. So watch this. So we start with Ksuvis. We start with Ksuvis. El Aidi Ditani Ksuvis, the Eker Seder Nashim. Ksuvis itself is the foundation of Seder Nashim. Now watch this. Well, it's incredible. The Tana Bay. Perak Hamadir. Now in Ksuvas, in Ksuvas, there's a whole parak about a wife taking Nidarim and the implication of those Nidarim on marriage. Okay? So now I have Ksuvas. Now we'll say based on the fact that Nidarim is mentioned in Ksuvas, what's guess what? What's gonna come after what's gonna come after Ksuvas? Nidarim. Okay. So now I have Bahadur Tana sorry I'll say then Labasa Ksuvas, Bahadur Tana Nazir. Now why does Nidarim come after Ksuvas? So now, because in the Torah, Nazirus is juxtaposed to Neder. Neder and Nazirus are mentioned in the same passage. So I've got Ksuvis, that starts me off in Seder Nashim. In Mesechus Ksuvis, there's a parak about a woman making Nidarim. Sadhguru is going to have Nidarim. In the Torah, Nazir is mentioned in the same context as Nidarim. Therefore, I'm going to have Mesechus Nazir. That's the order for the Mesechus. Ultimately, again, we're going to have Sota. Now, stop here and actually go back to the Gemara. So we'll say, now watch this. Now watch this. So the Gemara says, So we'll say, we're going to talk about this more, but when the Torah speaks about divorce, the Torah understands that the primary motivation for divorce is immorality. Or I should say, the, one, one of the primary reasons why a couple, why a husband should consider dissolving the marriage is because of some type of immorality. Now, when it comes to immorality, they will say, often, what is at the root? 
often of marital indiscretion and immorality, yayin, alcohol, wine. Wine is in there. V'ka'amar, kalaro asota bekilkula, yazir Whoever sees the sota, remember again, the sota is one of the of adultery. So whoever sees the sota in this degraded process, the best thing, the best takeaway from sota ultimately is what? Don't drink any more wine. Right? Maybe come to, at least for now. At least for now. An immediate, an immediate response is become a nazir. So we'll say, so, so watch what's happened. Now, I just want to point out, in reality, in reality, based on this, when should Maseches and Nazir occur? When should it occur in the Seder of Nashim? After Sota. So why is it before Sota? Remember again, it goes Nazir Sota. Sota is our next Masechta. Right? So why does, why does it go Nazir Sota? So remember again, that's why? Because of the Pesukim in the Torah. Because ultimately, again, in the Torah, Nazirus is mentioned in the same Pasuk as Nidarim. So therefore, after Masech Zedarim, we're going to go to Nazir. But then after Nazir, we go to Sota because of the juxtaposition of taking a Nazirite vow in response to seeing the Sota. So we'll say, now you have your order for the beginning of Seder Nashim. Ksuvis. Seder Nashim starts out with Ksuvis because Ksuvis, again, contains so many of the halachos concerning marriage. There's a parak in Ksuvis about a wife taking Nidarim. Therefore, we go from Ksuvis to Nidarim. We then go from Nidarim to Nazir, because Nazir is mentioned in the same Pasuk, and we go from Nazir to Sota, because the process of Naziros is juxtaposed to Sota, because the response for seeing a Sota, ultimately, again, is becoming a Nazir. Also, I'll just point out to you something beautiful on this Gemara. There, there is a magnificent idea by the Rebbe of Sakachav. And the Rebbe of Sakachav uses this Lashon of Kol Haroa Sota Bikilkula, so if you look at what, what's the Lashen Kala Roa we'll say what's Kala Roa what's Kala Roa if you see it so listen to this the Rebbe says something amazing he says Lama Yaziru Atzmo I don't understand I see the Sota right I see right Reuven is married to Rachel Rachel is suspected of adultery Reuven brings her to the basement until she goes through this entire process of Sota I see the process I see the process so what am I supposed to do what am I supposed to do I should become a Nazir Ask the Rebbe of Sakachev, why? Well, what, 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 what does that have to do with me? Why do I have to become a Nazir? Because, or why should I become a Nazir? Because of something I, I did. It's not like I'm involved in this, right? This is not my problem. This is not my issue. So why am I obligated to have a response to this event? And the Rebbe of Sakachev says something amazing. He says, Kevan Shehizmin Hashem Yisbarach Leneged Einav Asota Vikalkula says, if you see something in life that is not by accident, if you see something, Hashem wanted you to see it. And why did Hashem want you to see it? Because there's some message for you in this occurrence. Now let's say it is an absolutely incredible, overwhelming idea. There is nothing random in life. Nothing random in life. So we often think about this in an experiential sense. You know, whatever happens to me is hashkach apartheid. That is true. The Rabbi of Sakhachev takes it one step further. Whatever you see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to see. You see nothing that the Ribbon Shalom doesn't want you to experience. So you see a sota bilkula. You see this maritally traumatic experience. You see this 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 dissolution of marital fabric, of, of a marriage, of a relationship. You see that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted you to see that because there's a message that's involved in that. There's an incredible Misa that we have to go on.
Right, you can't hold me back anymore. We're going to go on after this. Let's say this in a Kerala Maisa with Rav Zusha of Anipoli. Great okay, side, Rav Zusha of Anipoli. So the story is told, sorry to Rav Zusha, that that one time, that one time he was going ahead and traveling and he was on the road and some wagon driver got, he's got his wagon stuck in the mud. So he comes up to Rav Zusha and he says, he's a gentle guy, he says, can you help me get my wagon out of the mud? Rav Zusha said, I can't. The wagon driver said, no, 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 you can, but you won't. And Reb Zusha stopped, Reb Zusha stopped, and he said, sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts you just in one place, in one moment to learn one lesson. That's so much of life, it's not that I can't, but I won't. But I won't. So I will say, another example of how even the most random of interactions, and even the most seemingly random of occurrences, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to, me to experience in order for me to learn something. So Zusha needed to run into the wagon driver to understand, it's not that you can't, you can. You won't. You can. You just choose not to. Haroas Sota Bitkilkula, you see this Sota, there's a reason HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to see this. There's a message. I will say, see, you have to, we have to live life with eyes wide open, recognizing that everything I see, everything I experience, everything I hear, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to have these experiences because there's something for me to learn. There's some lesson for me to absorb. There's some way for me to grow. Incredible. Let's go back there. Says the Gibara. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I will say, by the way, this is great because this is exactly what happened in the Durham. This is exactly what happened in the Durham. I will say the flow of the Mishnah is exactly what happened in the Durham. Hey, the flow of the Mishnah doesn't work. Right? Why? How does the Mishnah start? Call a kinuyim, call kinuyim naziris kinaziris. Right? Teaching us that what? Kinuyim work. Then the Mishnah launches into examples. But what are the examples of? What are the examples of? Yados. It's exactly the same thing as the first mission of the Dharam. Hey, so again, you tell me Kinuyim work, and then you go into examples of Yados, and only after examples of Yados do you do what? Loop back to the examples of Kinuyim. What's going on over here? So, Pasach, Kinuyim, Farish, Yados, Amar Rabba, Vitema, Vitema Kadi, Chisoy, Machsara. Oh, best words, right? The Mishnah is missing, right? There is, there are some deleted scenes, right? The Mishnah, the Mishnah is missing some information. What are we missing? Vachi Katani. Kol kinuy neziros kineziros v'yados neziros kineziros. Oh, it's missing a line. The Mishnah should have read: All kinuy neziros are like neziros, and yados are like neziros as well. So both say. So the flow of the Mishnah is how, right? Kinuyim work, yados work. Examples of yados and examples of kinuyim. Beautiful. To which the Gemara says: Ve'elu hein yados ha'omer hey harayz enazir. So Gemara says: One second, one second. V'lifrosh kinuy bereisha. But I said, why not follow the order? I was remember again, remember A, B, A, A, B, B, A. Remember this short from the Dharm? So remember again, if we have a style in the Mishnah, so now we're saying, Mishnah teaches me like this, two halachas, kinuyim work, yados work, A and B. So now when you give examples, why not follow the same model? Kinuyim work, yados work. Give me examples. So the way the Mishnah structured is, kinuyim work, yados work. Then what does the Mishnah do? Gives me examples of yados, right? They're both saying again, hey, right? hey, Noah. Gives me examples of yados. And then only afterwards goes back and gives me examples of kinuyim. But why do that? If you tell me A and then B, give me examples of 
A and then B. Keep keep the order intact. To which the Gemara says, Tanameahu the Salakum of Arshration. No, no, no. Because we'll say the style of the mission over here is what we'll call an A B B A model. Namely, the Mishnah will teach me A, then teach me B, then give me examples of B and then examples of A. Since we're since the last thing we spoke about was B. Give me examples of the first item you just mentioned. So you talk about kinuyim, you talk about yados, give me examples of yados, and then give me examples of kinuyim. An A, B, B, A model. To which the Gemara says, and we have other examples, we have, we have other examples of this. Kiddisnan, the boss said, this is literally what we learned in the beginning of the Dharma. It's incredible. Kiddisnan, what can you use for oil for Shabbos candles? What can't you use? Right, so what can I use? What can't I use? And what are the examples? Start with the Mefarish, Ein Madlik in Beresha. And I will say, we begin with the list of things you can't use. So here it is, right? A, B, and how do we do it? B, A, right? Okay, fine. What can you insulate the pot with on Shabbos? What can't you insulate with the pot with? Mefarish, Ein Tom in Beresha. We begin with the discussion of what? What you can't use. What you can't use. What can go out on Shabbos? What can she go out with on Shabbos? And I will say, what do we, what do we begin with? We begin with the discussion of what she can't go out with. So I will say, so what's the point? What's the point? We've established a Mishnaic model. What's the Mishnaic model? The A, B, B, A model. Teach me A, teach me B, and then give the examples of B, and then the examples of A. And again, the logic behind that is, after, in other words, essentially continue the last stream of thought, right? Since you said, right, what can you, what can you use for oil? What can't you use for oil? Here are the things you can't use for oil. Then here are the things you can use for oil. So that seems to be the model of our Mishnah, right? There are kinuyim, kinuyim work, yados work, examples of yados, examples of kinuyim. I say, there's only one problem. The, we find alternate models as well. We'll say what we call what? What we call A, B, A, a B models. We find other models. For example, Vatinan, What could an animal go out with on Shabbos? And what can't an animal go out with on Shabbos? So we find other examples of this. So we'll say, and we find that what? The Mishnah will start with what the animals can go out with. So we'll say, this is an example of what? An A B, A B model. So furthermore, so Yesh Nochlin Umanchilin. Furthermore, another Mishnah, there are those people who inherit and bequeath, and those who inherit and don't bequeath, or bequeath and don't inherit, they don't inherit, they don't bequeath. And so here is another AB, AB model. We give examples of the first item, or the first principle espoused. So now here's our problem. Here's our problem. We're back to square one. So first of all, it's just interesting on a technical level, right? What's interesting about this? What's interesting about this? You're thinking to yourself, nothing. Nothing is interesting about this. Say, so again, so okay, so fine. I, I, could, I could read expressions, right? Say, so again, so I'll tell you what is interesting about this is first of all, I will say, it is always exciting to review something you've learned before, right? Especially when it's, when it's generally fresh. But what is interesting about a concept like this is that it teaches you, it's good to gain insight into the structure and the style of Mishnayas. So now what I come out with is there are two, there are two stylistic structures to Mishnayas. There are A, B, A, B Mishnayas and A, B, B, A Mishnayas. And both are, both are correct structures. 
Shabbos said, the problem now is we're back to our original question, which is our Mishnah, so right, our Mishnah follows an A-B-B-A structure, right? So again, I've got, Mishnah tells me, Kinuyim work, Yodos work, examples of Yodos, examples of Kinuyim. So now my question just is, why does our Mishnah choose an A-B-B-A structure when it could have just as easily done what? An A-B-A-B structure. That's all. So, so just stylistically, is there a reason why sometimes the author of Mishnayas choose one way versus another? So we'll say, here we go. To which the Gemara says, yes. Last, second to last line of the daf. Right in reality, Mishnayas can be structured both ways. Structured both ways. So Allahasim, so we'll say, so why is it? So let's go back, for example, the Shabbos cases. Right, the Shabbos cases, why are all of those cases phrased in an A-B-B-A model? So, this is very interesting. In the Mishnayis and Shabbos, namely the first two, right, those are Mishnayis which represent halachos concerning personal prohibition. When it comes to Mishnayis concerning personal prohibition, we're always going to phrase the prohibition first, right? Why? Because since this has to do with my own isura, my own conduct on Shabbos, Chazal wanted to be very careful to immediately, immediately go ahead and espouse the halachos that tell me what to do. So for example, what could I use for oil for Shabbos candles or for Shabbos? For light on Shabbos, what can't I? First we're going to tell you what you can't use. Because we're concerned that we don't want you to come to violate Shabbos. What, and therefore, we'll put the Isser first. What can you insulate the pot with? What can't you insulate the pot with? Ain't told me. We're going to tell you what you can't use. Why? Again, when it comes to personal Isser, Chazal are going to tell me immediately what I can't do in order that I'm careful not to transgress. Incredible. We'll go ahead. The Mishnah will go ahead. And that's why it's going to be an A, B, BA model. We're going to tell you about what you can't do immediately since this has to do with your own personal Shemir Shabbos. Gabi Behema, the Sura ID. I'm sorry, Gabi Behema, the Sura ID Behemo, the Asi Mefarishate Beresha. So we'll say when it comes to the animal, right? What can an animal go out with on Shabbos? What can't the animal go out on Shabbos? So we'll say, that's not really my Isser. That's not really my iser, right? That, so to speak, is on the animal. So there, ultimately, again, Chazal phrased it. Chazal phrased it ultimately on what's permitted at first. So we'll say, this is actually interesting. So it sounds like whenever we're dealing with a matter of personal iser, personal iser, Chazal will always be careful to go ahead and outline the isurim first. Because again, this is about my own personal prohibited status. Or I should say, this is about my own potential violation of isurim. Chazal will put that out first. When it comes to things that are not my personal iser, ultimately Chazal may put out the permitted halachas first. So therefore, I will say, so now this is helping me understand why again, what can I use for oil? What can I insulate with? Chazal first told me what I can't use because wrong, wrong decisions or bad mistakes or mistakes in this situation ultimately result in my own commission of prohibited acts. So the Gemara says, so we'll say similarly again when it comes to when it comes to inheritance. So we'll say so. Remember again. So in all the inheritance cases, you're talking about there are people, there are situations where a person inherits and bequeaths 
inherits, doesn't bequeath, bequeaths and doesn't inherit, doesn't inherit, doesn't bequeath. So do we begin with? We just begin with the paradigmatic example of inheritance, where a person is able to inherit from one person and bequeath to another person. Fine. This is all fine. So now, very interesting. I understand. So I will say, here's what I have. Here's what I have. Number one, I understand that there are two styles to Mishnayis. A, B, A, B, A, B, B, A. That I understand. I also understand that sometimes Chazal will say, uh, right? Chazal will go ahead and express an Iser before an Heter. Specifically, when it comes to something that, that determines my personal behavior. What don't I know? Or what's the, what, what don't I still... I still don't understand the structure of our Mishnah. So again, this is all fine. I still don't understand. Why doesn't our Mishnah follow a typical A-B-A-B model? That's all. The Mishnah started off by telling me Kinuyim work for Nazirus. Then it told me Yodos work for Nazirus. Right? Then what does it do? It gives me examples of Yodos and then Kinuyim. A, B, B, A. I understand that is a valid model, but why not follow what would just, just intuitively be a more, I should say, follow, be, follow a more intuitive model of A, B, A, B. That's all I'm asking. To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Elahayrutam, Yados, Hoil Vaasilan Midrasha Chavivale. So I'll say this is incredible. Again, I will say this is, again, we had this all in Nidarim. Chazal, so I'll say, see, here's, what, here's what's happening over here. The Mishnah tells me Kinuyim work, tells me Yados work. Then when the Mishnah wants to give examples, the Mishnah prefers to first give examples of Yados and then give examples of Kinuyim. Why? Because Rabbi said, a Kinuy, as we're going to see, is explicit. Yados are learned out from a Jirasha. And Chazal always have a particular affinity towards those things which are learned out from a Jirasha. Why? Because learning something out from a Jirasha requires some level of intellectual prowess, right? It requires some level of effort. Chazal always like things that require effort over things that are a bit more obvious. Take a look at Rashi. So Rashi says, So why is it that the Mishnah chooses to give examples of Yados? First, So great, back in the Darim. Nazir lahazir lasos kinuye naziros kinaziros viyados naziros kinaziros. So I will say so again. Since yados are learned that from a drasha, we choose to use the examples of yados before the examples of, of kinuyim. So I will say so again. So I, I just want to so just to answer what's happening over here. So right, the Mishnah starting out with kinuyim for naziros work, yados for naziros work. Which examples does the Mishnah give first? Yados, yados. And then, Kinuyim. So stylistically, this is an A, B, B, A Mishnah. Why? Why? So we'll say, what's interesting about this is, the Gemara feels that there still has to be a reason for the structure. So even though now that there are two valid structures, there has to be a reason for the structure. So why is this an A, B, B, A model? Very simple. Chazal were eager to get into Yados. Why are they eager to get into Yados? Because at the end of the day, Yados are learned out from a drasha. Chazal, right? It's Chazal's drasha. It's their drasha. Therefore, they have a particular affinity to it. Therefore, they begin with those examples first. Fine. But then ask the Gemara, the liftach b'hom b'resha. So I understand. Chazal, if you like Yados more than you like Kinuyim, I have a better idea. How should you start the Mishnah? Kol, kol, Yados, Naziros, Kinaziros. 
Start out with Yados. No problem. Fine, I get it. You like Yados. Who doesn't like Yados? Let's be honest, right? So let's say, so again, you like Yados. You like Yados. Great. Start the Mishnah off with it. Start the Mishnah off with Yados. Why, in other words, why, why, why start with Kinuyim? Go to Yados. You want to you dive into the examples of Yados before Kinuyim? If you like Yados so much, start with it. Start. Yados, Kinuyim, examples of Yados, examples of Kinuyim. And then, by the way, you'll seem to follow a more classical AB, AB model. To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Tana, ki maschil, maschil be'ikar karban. So also is very interesting. When Chazal, when Chazal was starting Mishnah, say, what, what they wanted to do is as follows. They wanted to begin with what, what it considered to be a more typical formulation. So you say, remember, remember again, what's a kinoi? What's a kinoi? What's a kinoi? Right? An equivalent term. Equivalent terms of Osai are either foreign language terms or contrived or just made up terms by Chazal. When, when the Mishnah was starting, the Mishnah wanted to start with a more typical Neder Nazirus. So after Hari, so I'll say, right, so what's, what's your typical Neder Nazirus? Your typical Harini Nazir. If, you, if you're going just in order of things that resemble a more typical Neder Nazirus, what comes after a Harini Nazir? What comes after that? Akinui, right? Akinui, right? Why Akinui? Because let's say, if you think about it, Nazik, Nazia. In other words, the word at least, the word at least is a little bit, is a little bit similar. It's a little bit similar. Ayad, Ayad is just a partial declaration. Ehei, Ehei. Now, what we're going to see in the next sugya, Ehei can mean so many things. So when Chazal is structuring the Mishnah, they want to start with the terms that, that resemble, that most resemble a typical Nedr Nezirus that would create a carbonic obligation. So that's the Lashon over here. So, Tani Ki Maschil, Maschil Be'ikr Karban. When the Tana begins, he wants to begin ultimately again with a formulation that most resembles a typical Nedr Nezirus, which would come with it or which would bring with it a carbonic obligation. Well, take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, <coughs> remember again, a kinui, an equivalent term, ultimately again, still sounds most like a typical neder nezirus. So therefore, I will say it's actually incredible. So, there, so watch what's happening over here. So actually, it's finished up the Gemara. But the Indian Perushe, before I show this vision, when it gives examples, when it gives examples, what does it want to do? What does it want to do? It wants to give examples of Yados first. Why does it want to give examples of Yados first? Why? Why? Because again, Yados are learned out from a drasha, and drashas are more near and dear to Chazal. See, if I will say, if you bring this all together, we now understand the structure of the Mishnah. Right? The Mishnah teaches me, Kinuin Nezirus works, Yados Nezirus works, Examples of Yados, examples of Naziros. Why? What's the style of the Mishnah? Style of the Mishnah? A, B, B, A. Why is this the style of the Mishnah? Because I will say, after the typical formulation Chazal liked to use, or Chazal wanted to give an example of the item which most resembles a typical formulation. What most resembles typical formulation? Kinui. Kinui. So therefore, we're going to have Kinuim first, and after Kinuim, Yados. But when it comes to examples, Chazal wanted to give examples of those things that are learned out from a drasha. Why? Because those things learned out from a drasha are near and dear to Chazal's heart. Therefore, they gave first examples of Yados and then examples of Kinuyim. That was so beautiful. So now we understand the structure of... So two things we come away with. Number one, 
the structure of our Mishnah, an A, B, B, A model, and why that is the appropriate model for here. We want to start with Kinuyim, but when it comes to examples, we want to start with Yada. So it's an A, B, B, A model. So that now I understand the structure of our Mishnah. I also learned that Rabbi say that there are, there's another form of Mishnah. What's the other form of Mishnah? The A, B, A, B model. So now I know in terms of Mishnah, yes. What else do I know? I also now understand the placement of Meseches Nazir in Seder Nashim. Why is it here? Why is it here? Because it needs to follow on the heels of Nidarim. The truth is, the real reason it's here, the real reason it's here is because of Meseches Sota. Right? Kalaroa Sota Bikalkula, Yazir Asuminayang. Sota obviously belongs in Nashim. Right? Nazir is the reaction ultimately to Sota. The only question, if, if that's the case, it really should follow Sota. Why is it before Sota? Because it is biblically linked to Nedarim. Nedarim follows Ksuvus, because a parak in Ksuvus is about Nedarim. So now I know why Nazir is here, and I also understand the structure of the first Mishnah. Beautiful. Let's go back there. Ha'omer ehei harezi Nazir. So we'll say now, remember again, the example in the Mishnah, the first Yad, first Yad, was a partial like a person said, ehei, I will be. So a guy says, I will be, suddenly he's a Nazir. And says, whoa, 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 whoa. Dilma, ehei betainis ka'amar. Maybe what the guy is saying is, I will be in a state of tainis. Maybe he's accepting upon himself a fast day. A fast day, right? How, how do you know, why, 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 why are we jumping over here that he's accepting an Adenazir? I'm a shmuel, no, 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 what's the case? Kigon, shahayar Nazir over the fun of. Oh, okay. So now, we'll say, now this story, now this whole thing makes a bit more sense. So what's happening over here? You got Ruvain, right? Ruvain is standing on the street corner. What happens? Shimon the Nazir passes right by him. And what does Ruvain say? I will be. I will be. So now we'll say we understand that statement in the context of Shimon the Nazir passing in front of Ruvain as what is Ruvain saying? I hey what? I'll be what? I'll be what? I'll be a Nazir. I'll be a Nazir. So we'll say, what do you see from here? Lema Kasar Shmuel, Yadayim Sheinan Mochichos Laham Yadayim. Now we'll say, you see from here, something very interesting, that we'll say, what would be the status of a hay by itself? Of a hay by itself? Nothing. Nothing. So we'll say, what does that tell you? We had this, again, we had all these sugyas. Yadayim she'inan mochichos. So we'll say, what's that she'inan mochichos? Right? An inconclusive yad, right? An ambiguous, an ambiguous yad, right? So we'll say, so you see from here, that an ambiguous yad doesn't work, right? If you just say, stam a hay, that's, that's, an, that's an ambiguous, undefined yad. You see from here that according to Shua would not work. According to Shua, the only reason a hey works about say is why? Is why? Because there's a Nazir passing right in front of the guy who says a hey. So which the Gemara said, we'll say, by the way, if you remember, we had a, we had a, well, actually, we'll come back to that. So Amri, Bizman Shah Nazir, over the fun of Lekala Safukid and Osah Risa. You're right, the truth is, because here's the issue. Let's say, so let's say I'm standing on the corner, right? Let's keep it easy. I'm this guy standing on the corner. Ruben the Nazir walks in front of me. And I say, hey. I say, hey. So in that case, I'll say, it's clear contextually what it is that I'm doing. I'm undertaking an Adonaziris. Aval, Eina Nazir over the phone. I'll say, here's the problem. If there is no, if I'm standing on the corner, I, there's no Nazir coming in front of me. And I say, hey. I say, hey. Ultimately, again, maybe I'm just coming to go ahead and say, I'm undertaking a fast day. Gemara is agreeing. In other words, without the Nazir passing in front of me, there's no way to understand what the Ehe means. The passing Nazir gives context to my Yad. And without the passing Nazir, literally, again, it is not clear what's going on over here. 
this is very interesting. Maybe, maybe what's happening is like this. I'm standing on the corner, right? Ruben the Nazir passes by me. I say a hey, I say a hey. Maybe I will say what I'm doing is like this. Maybe I'm saying I hereby undertake to provide the Karbanos for Ruvain's Nazirus. In other words, he'll say, you know, sometimes the best way to not have to do something is how? Sponsor it, right? Sponsor it, right? So, right, again, you, you, there, there are buyout options. There are buyout options, right? I don't want to learn. No problem. I'll endow Dafyomi, you know? So, so again, so, 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 Lameisa, so, Lameisa, maybe what's happening over here, maybe what's happening over here is something very interesting, which is that, that Lameisa, that Lameisa, maybe when I'm standing on the corner and Ruben passes by and Ruben, and I see Ruben, I say, hey, maybe what I'm doing is taking upon myself the cost. I'm going to sponsor. I'm not. I'm not becoming an Azir. No way. I'm becoming an Azir. But I am happy to sponsor Ruvain's Nazirus. I'm happy to sponsor Ruvain's Nazirus. Right. I will go ahead and I will go ahead and pay for his kabbalos. Let's well, so take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Right. Rashi says it's uh it's about two, four, six, eight, ten, about twelve lines up from the bottom. Gilma, afilu kinazir over the final. Am I having nazir? Dimul the poach from the kabbalos of kamar. Maybe at the end of the day, right, I will be in Ruben's place to offer up his kabanos, right? That's what I'm going to do. I'll offer up his kabanos. To which the Gemara says, the Gemara believe They will say, what's the case? Watch this. It's fascinating. The case is where, the case is where, they will say, watch this. There's a lot of stuff happening over here. I'm standing on the corner. I'm standing on the corner. That's step one. Step two. What happens? What happens? Ruben the Nazir walks in front of me. Step three. Step three, I say, eh, hey, I will be. Step simultaneous, step three is step four. Simultaneous to step three is step four. That in my heart, I say, what does a hey mean? What does a hey mean? I'm going to be a Nazir. So I will say, there's a, there, in, in this case, the yad, there's a verbal part to the yad. I'm articulating, I will be. And then there's like a cognitive part. What's the cognitive part? I'm going to be a Nazir. Going to be a Nazir. To which the Gemara says, so if that's the case, then, then what's the Shiloh over here? In other words, what's the Chiddush over here? So you're telling me again, I'm saying, hey, right? The Nazir is passing right in front of me. In my heart, I'm accepting upon myself a Nedern Zeros. So, okay, so obviously I'm a Nazir. Like, what's, what's the Shiloh? To which one says, so profound. You might have thought you need your heart and your mouth to be aligned. Take a look at Rashi. As we'll say, I might have thought that I need to articulate exactly what I'm thinking in my heart in order for the articulation to be correct. So I will say, so again, if I'm thinking in my heart I'm going to be a Nazir, the only way this becomes a binding promise is how? Is how? If I articulate that same thing. Saying a hey is not enough. Saying a hey is not enough. In order for me to become a Nazir, what has to happen? I have to say what? A hey, a hey, Nazir. Kamash Malon, no. Kamash Malon, that again, if you have this confluence of circumstances, right? So again, what's happening over here? All of these factors have to be in place in order for this Yad to work. So number one, I have to be in the right place. Number two, there has to be what? A Nazir walking in front of me. Number three, I have to say at least Ehei, and number four, in my mind, I have to have the clarification ultimately that what does Ehei mean? What does Ehei mean? 
ultimately again going to be a Nazi. So both say, this is the case, and it makes sense. It makes sense, because right, when we read the Mishnah, and the Mishnah said, oh, if you say, hey, you're a Nazir. What's going through our mind when we read that? What's going, on, what's going, what's going through my mind? What? A hey, a hey can mean anything. A hey can mean I'm going to be fasting. A hey can mean an existential statement. I am. I am. I, I, I'm philosophizing on the street corner, right? I am. And suddenly again, a moment of philosophy cost me 30 days as a Nazir. No, Tush says, no, no, no. A hey works. A hey works. Number one, when it has context. There's a Nazir there. Furthermore, again, my kabana is to become a Nazir. So this context of the Nazir... There's a partial declaration. Ultimately, again, there's cognition. I'm going to become a Nazir. All of that together works well. I'll say, but what's the Chiddush? So what's the Chiddush? Even though my articulation does not explicitly mirror ultimately what I'm thinking, the, 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 the Nadir Nazirus takes effect. They'll say, so profound. So what does the Gemara teach? I mean, sometimes there's a disalignment between what I do and how I feel. Right? The goal is always to bring those two things into alignment. What the Gemara calls piv velibo shavin. The goal is to have my mouth and my heart in alignment. What I say, right? what I believe, is really what I say. Just like what I believe is really what I do. But sometimes there's a disalignment between these things. And even where there's a disalignment, a person could still accomplish great things. The goal is to be in complete alignment. But even when there's disalignment, I can still accomplish great things. And I both said, this is indeed how the Raman Paskins as well. The case of a hey, the Raman understands, is where, number one, I'm standing there, there is a Nazir there, a Nazir walking by. Number two, I make the partial declaration of a hey. And number three, I have in mind, ultimately, again, to be a Nazir. All of those ingredients present, the Yad is effective to create an Adi Nazir. So I both say, Shkoyach. All right, Hebron Zuma. Great day, everyone. Mazel Tov on the first das. Incredible. Incredible.